Greetings from Hannibal, Missouri. And welcome to Rivertown Review, the podcast. An informative and hopefully entertaining look at all things Hannibal. With Megan Rapp. People tend to come, visit, they like it here, they move here. And Harold Smith. In our biased viewpoint, this part of the country, this community, is an excellent place to be from. And now, Rivertown Review, the podcast. We welcome you. This is the official episode 33 of the Rivertown Review podcast. I'm Harold Smith. And I'm Megan Rapp. And we, we say that because if you have listened to the previous episode prior to this one, you know that that was episode 32.5. Uh, but just to let you know... A little blip on the radar. Yeah, a little little blip just to let you know that we're, we're what is it? We're not dead yet. Exactly. Yeah. That was pretty good. That was I'm kudos for I, that one. I, I had to coax it out of you, at least with a with with a mic anyway. And, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. And it's uh, not gonna happen this time. But uh, we just had to let people know that due to snow, ice, freezing cold, <laughs> holidays, etc. etc. Mm-hmm. It had been a couple weeks. We're still around. Still here. And we, we greet you from the the most charming small town in the state of Missouri. Oh, yes. According mm-hmm. to the Travel the Channel travel that channel. just came out. Mm-hmm. They, they uh, posted a, an article about the 50 most charming small towns in America. They did one for each state, and the one for Missouri was Hannibal. It's Hannibal. I'm a, yeah. I'm a sucker for clickbait as much as the next guy, and especially when it mentions Hannibal. Of so. course, yes. And Travel he, Channel, not too shabby. Yeah, and if you want to see that article, you can go to Rivertown Review uh, Facebook page, and we've you can click on it, and we we shared it and everything. So, matter of fact, I was a little surprised of the 50 towns. I had actually been to I think four of them, which for me, because I'm I, I ain't no I ain't no world traveler like Megan is. Um, but uh, yeah, but I I have been to four of the fifty, which for me is pretty good. Well, then you are just obviously attracted <laughs> to charming, quaint, absolutely talents. yes. Uh, let's see, Paducah, Kentucky, Alton, Illinois, which is not far from here, and Eureka Springs, Arkansas. So those were the see? those are the four that I had been to. There you go. Yeah, but, and hence, and that's why the podcast started. You're obviously attracted to charming small towns. And you're like, we need to make a podcast about one. How to, about this one? To tell the world, yeah. Since this is where the it wouldn't have been it's practical. Where the magic happens. Yeah, it would, wouldn't have been practical to for me to sit here in Hannibal and do a podcast about Eureka Springs. That that wouldn't have worked very well. We we have a mutual friend that probably could have helped us out with that. Uh, well, Lynn Barry down. Oh, at, uh, yeah, down. At, well, she's. She's actually part of the Branson Convention Visitors Bureau, but her husband is the mayor of Eureka Springs, Arkansas. I had forgotten about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, so he could have helped. You know, and the and uh, Steve and Christine are going are sitting here going, "What are we doing here?" Yeah, yeah. pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. But, but like we talked about in episode thirty-two and a half, thirty-two point five, mm-hmm. however you want to swing it. Yeah, actually, we covered it in thirty-two also, but that's another story. That we had interesting guests mm-hmm. coming up, and I think it's probably my fault for the polar vortex <laughs> because I actually foreshadowed who we were going to have on next. Doing a tease like that, yeah. <laughs> and then snowpocalypse and the polar vortex happened, and I'm. Uh. I'm assuming that that person is is still around. I think he got out of his driveway, and he will be coming eventually. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. However, interesting stories sometimes make themselves known, or you know, your husband's like, "Hey, that's an interesting. Why don't you have these people on?" I'm like, "I, I don't know why not. We that no is good, a good idea. No Thank good you for that. Why. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, we hey, we will take ideas, good ideas, anywhere we can get them. And we have uh, put out the word for that. And uh, was it RivertownReview at gmail.com. Uh, leave us a comment on Facebook, any of those, if you've got good ideas and your other half had a good idea. say, or at lunch, as uh, the or, case may Or at lunch, wherever you might cross paths in the laundromat or uh, wherever the line <laughs> at the grocery store, wherever it might be. If you got a good idea, speak up. A little bit harder when it's in the dentist's chair, however. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a compliment on the podcast when I was when you're in the dentist chair. Yeah. In the end, yeah, not just in the dentist chair, but only she, all, all, only way she could reply was. Yeah. But hey, I accolades anytime. Right. I will take it. Yeah. What what's the Mark Twain code quote? I can go I can go a couple of months on a good on a compliment. good compliment. Yep. Mm-hmm. Darn right. And so so um, as as we've discussed before in this podcast, we. Um, if we, uh, if you, if you haven't been to Hannibal, we want you to come to visit Hannibal. If it's been a while, I want you to come back. Um, if you are looking for a, a place to uh, to settle, you might want to think about Hannibal. And we've also kind of alluded to the fact that a lot of interesting people have moved to Hannibal, um, and and started businesses and and done fun things. And in the studio, we have with us people that accidentally kind of ish moved to Hannibal <laughs> which makes a really fun story the tease that you gave the last couple of episodes mm-hmm. let's say let's start by saying never mind right um <laughs> never mind um about the tease from the last episode that person will be on at some point okay um, I'm so disappointed that we weren't the tease and uh, uh <laughs> I, had you been the polar vortex never would have happened I'm just I'm just saying um however person i was alluding to was a steve that's right i brought a different steve this time yes we have steve and christine russell mm-hmm. owners of the dubak inn here in hannibal so um the dubak inn of course is one of our lovely bed and breakfasts in hannibal um as that, that seems to be a requirement people move to town from somewhere else and they open a bed and breakfast yes yeah yes. we have at least a couple that i well at least a couple i can think of because the gearies did that uh, which we got to have them on at some point as well. Interesting people to, like we said, interesting people flock to Hannibal. Um, and, and a, a town, case. a town where you can buy a, people have bought houses with credit cards. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. we, we, what was it? $3,000? I think it was $2,000. $2,000. Yeah. Never heard a number on that. Actually never heard a, a name with that, but uh, apparently it's a well-known thing in Hannibal that mm-hmm. people can pull out their plastic and buy houses. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might not be able to live in it immediately, well, but yeah. Hey, I mean, four walls for two grand is not bad. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> two stories, right? Two stories yeah, and two four stories. walls. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Okay. But we digress. But we digress. <laughs> you, so, you get used to that around here too. Yeah. So, so we're we're not going to talk about the two thousand dollar house. We're going to talk no. about the beautiful Dubak Inn. Yes. Owned by Steve and Christine Russell, who came here from um, a little a little ways away. Little ways. Ways. Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma, Washington. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, how? Um, <laughs> because most people um, on on coasts tend to yeah. <laughs> tend to stay there. You are right. And also tend to like Missouri. So, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Take us on. Take that. us on that the journey. Us, take us on. Show. Take us on that little that, trip. That, yeah. You are not incorrect, Megan. <laughs> I did, so so give bring us the give us the journey from oh, if Tacoma, we only Washington. Had a dollar for every time we've told our story. <laughs> now you need to do it on a podcast, however. Which so is in 2007, 
a friend of mine that I'd gone to high school with, her name was Renee Healy, called and said, I'm moving to Hannibal, Missouri. And Steve at the time had a lawn service and she needed him to come over and do some work in, in her yard to get her house ready to sell. And we said, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Renee Missouri? is an artist. Where's Missouri? Missouri? <laughs> yeah. Steve said, no, where exactly is that? We literally, this was on a voice, uh, you know, back when you had answering machines. Mm. It was not a voicemail. It was on our answering machine, the message. And I remember sitting down at the table after we listened to the message and we got the atlas out. <laughs> and we literally, I mean, we, you know, approximately knew where Missouri was. Midwest. Hannibal, maybe not so much. And we located on the map, and then we called her back and said, you know, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? So she starts talking about Hannibal, and um, her brother was going to buy some property here, and Michael Cole, who is another artist that lives in Hannibal, is also from Tacoma, and he'd already moved here. So that's kind of how Renee found out about Hannibal. And... We, I said, I thought you were crazy, and she said, oh, but it's this really cool town, and all these really cool people live there, and there's lots of artists, and, you know, Mark Twain grew up there, which I kind of remembered in the back of my mind, and I said, you know, we've been wanting to have a bed and breakfast for so long, and we just can't afford one here. Oh, my God, she said, there's this house for sale, in her very arty way of talking. Yes. There's this house for sale. I looked at it, but it's way too big for what I want. It's so cool, though. You've got to look it up. They have a website. So after I hung up, we looked it up, and we thought, well, there's got to be something wrong with it. Got to be a catch. Yeah, yeah because mm -hmm. the pictures that were shown were really nice. There was maybe not enough pictures to completely, you know, make me think that it was fine and in great condition. But the ones that were shown were great. But we thought the price was a typo. We thought the one was missing in front of the rest of them. <laughs> uh, seriously. Yeah, sure. because and, uh, it has to be at least a million-dollar house because oh, yeah. you're living where, in Washington State. Where we are now, where, where, what prices are like out there now, our house would probably be about, I would say, two and a half million. Yeah, easy. So um, it was too late to call. The, you know, there was a phone number. It wasn't. There was no realtor involved. It was just being sold by you know, Karen and Al, Alan Rubel, who owned it at the time. So I waited until the morning to call him because of the time difference and talked to him for a long time and Steve said what do you think I said I, I think we need to go look at it <laughs> but we were both self-employed so instead of both of us taking time off our jobs I came by myself I was just here for two days funny story it was February 28th and March 1st were the nights I was here and I remember that because the tornado sirens went off in the middle of the night <laughs> yeah Scared the hell out of me. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, a, it's a, like a welcoming committee. There's yeah. no tornadoes. It, well, there are a few, but not, you know, it's not a common thing there. So the tornadoes went off my first time here, and yet we still, I mean, the tornado sirens went off. There was no actual tornado, but it definitely. And this was 2000. That was um, Febu late February, early March of 2007. 2007, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, I went back, and I said, I think we need to do it, because Steve was, for some crazy reason, willing to leave it up to me. Although mm. he was totally on board. On Happy, paper. that you know, is we, on paper. We sat down and did the numbers. And on paper, if we sold our house, both our businesses, we'd be able to pay off all of our debt and pay cash for the house Ooh. and move here debt-free. Oh, now, yeah. if you remember what happened in like 07 and 08, there was a 
recession. So that didn't that, happen exactly like we wanted it to, but yeah, some summer of '08, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So we put our house. We, you know, first of all, our family's freaking out. You're gonna do what? Because <laughs> nobody in our family had ever moved away. We were the first ones to sort of, you know, ever run away from home. And you know, people usually do that when they're younger. <laughs> Like, you know, you are even younger than you. and But we were, you know, in our... Steve was 50. I was 47. Yeah, we, we had talked about that, you know, long, long, long time ago. You know, every, every young... I shouldn't say every young person, but, you know, you say, oh, yeah, well, you know, things are getting, you know, a little strange around here. Let's just take a map and just close our eyes and just <laughs> point to some place and say, yeah, let's move there. And we talk about that. Right. But but we never do it. Right. And that's that was we found it was interesting when you we were starting to tell people, you know, out in Tacoma what we were doing. There was two schools of thought. Either they thought we were nuts or they thought, "Wow, that's so cool that you're doing, you know, what you really want to do and not letting all the scary parts of it hold you back." Yeah. And so, and not and not much in between. Every, everybody was oh, no. either Pretty are you much. out of your so mind or go for yeah. it. Our I mean, daughter was no. <laughs> yeah, no. And our son was go for it. Right. Yeah. So you had one in each camp. We did. Yeah. We had one in each camp. Our kids were 23 and uh, 21 at the time and um, yeah, our son thought go for it. That's great. But he was living with us actually at the time. He was going to school and He may have just wanted you out of the house. Brandon, we sold the house. You have to move. Yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we did not sell the house for 11 months. Yeah. Uh, so I was here by myself for about seven months until Steve could join me once we finally sold the house out there. It was financially really scary and really difficult, but uh, it finally worked out. And now the bed and breakfast that you now own, the Dubuque Inn, was a bed and breakfast when you purchased it or was it a private home it was a private home karen and alan owned it for five years and they did have a bed and breakfast in it for about a year with just the two with just two suites and they lived in the majority of the house they still had a teenager at home um it it needed to be our main income that was just sort of supplemental income for them so almost the whole house is bed and breakfast now and we just live in a tiny little part of it. So it had been shut down for three or four years when we bought it. And then we reopened it as the... And we reopened it, yes. Yeah. Now you talked about you know, the pictures and you think, no, it can't possibly be in that good a shape. Once you got here, what kind of... It did How close did the pictures and the perception match what you found when you got here. Well, it depends on if you're talking about my perception or Steve's, <laughs> who's the one that has to do all the work. Well, yeah, there is that. I just looked at it and you're said, like, oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> it's still standing. It's, it's upright. Yeah. It's Four historic. And, roof. Yeah. and Steve thought, oh, that needs to be taken care of and that needs to be taken uh, care of. It's mostly the outside maintenance that is just constant on yeah. a house that big. How, how large? Uh, I was gonna say, well, how many how many bedrooms, square footage, and all that? It's, and of course, it's an Italian eight. It's an Italian eight. It's just shy of five thousand square feet. Ooh. It's got a total of eighteen rooms in Ooh. it. Wow. So if you just counted the rooms as to which ones would have, which would be counted if we were just selling it as a private home, would be counted as bedrooms. I think it would be six or seven. But we have three suites 
and I call them we call them suites because they don't they aren't just a bedroom they all have a private sitting room and a private bath and one of those suites is a two bedroom suite so it's two bedrooms it's it's like 1100 square feet for a two bedroom suite wow yeah it's beautiful it's a beautiful house we feel really blessed to to own like a piece of history and to get to share it with people all the time because sometimes you do forget you know the longer you're in it you forget how beautiful it is so every time a guest checks in they remind you oh my god your house is so pretty and you think thank you you're right it is it's a beautiful house yeah Yeah. i do like my house yeah especially steve because he's always doing all the maintenance he's working a lot on the outside the last couple of years painting and replacing bad wood and well yeah once you own say whether it's a house or bed and breakfast whatever it is that that never stops yeah right yeah it's it'd be a nice heck of a nice place you ever get it finished yeah sure you just have to start over. Uh, yeah pretty yeah. much because what you did in the beginning yeah, needs redone no, more again. No. yeah yeah Thank you for joining us for the Hannibal Rivertown Review Podcast. We'll get back to the show in just a moment. We want to remind you that if you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Also, for comments and suggestions, you can email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com and visit us at rivertownreview.com and Rivertown Review on Facebook. So, so what have you learned anything in particular? You talk about the the history of it. Have, have you learned anything cool about the history of this particular house? Alan had done a lot of genealogy on the Dubach family, so we have all that. Um, Mr. Dubach was kind of—I don't think the word entrepreneur existed back in the eighteen hundreds, did it? But you didn't hear it used. But self-made man. Yeah, he was an architect, so he designed our house. He designed some other houses in uh, or buildings in Hannibal that I don't think any of them are standing anymore. There, there was, was a, a beautiful uh, and a theater that burned. The yeah. Park Theater. Um, hmm. He designed, which caught fire. I understand. He also had a flour mill, a brickyard, a lumber mill. That's a lot of. That's yeah. a lot of business. It is. He and his brother, who lived kitty corner from us, in that building that's now a white apartment building, that was Fred Dubach's house. Well, and and we've talked before on previous podcasts about some of the history, and especially when we talked about the cemetery, we talked about mm-hmm. um, you know late eighteen hundreds, mid late eighteen hundreds. You had a lot of lumber barons, so a lot of people mm-hmm. that owned businesses in Hannibal was a booming community, and so on these um, particular streets like. 4th Street, 5th Street, 6th Street, you have these lovely, gigantic mm-hmm. homes because these people were making a, a lot of money and, and had the money to to build beautiful, architecturally significant homes for their families. Right. 5th Street was, you know, as you know, was referred to as Millionaire's Row. So um, I know the trolley company still refers to it as that when they drive down 5th Street and it has to feel good that your house is on, you know, a, 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 a tour every you know, every we, day. That, you know, a trolley drives by with people taking pictures so because you're very, on Millionaire's Row. when we very first moved here, we <laughs> drove out here from Washington, and our son came with us. We had sent most of our belongings on a, you know, on a upack.com truck where they just drop the trailer in, in front of your house or on the side of the house in this case. 
And in Wyoming, Steve's brother lives there, so we stopped there on our way here. It's like a 32-hour drive from oh Washington God. to mm. here. Yeah. And Just in case you forget came, how big the United States is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They came with us from Wyoming to help us unpack everything once we got here. And they were here like two days, and then Steve and our son flew back home. I needed to keep the car, and, and uh, I, I found myself by myself. But those first couple of days when... My brother and sister-in-law were there, and Steve and I and our son, we were unpack- you know, unpacking a lot of things. We heard the trolley talking outside the house, and we all went right into the front of the house. And we went, oh my God, they're talking about our house. This is so cool. And again, now you forget it. You know, They talk about it all the time, and depending on the driver, if it's Ken Marks, he stops in front of our house. And uses it as an example. Um, he gives a history lesson. He gives a real history lesson. And he talks about... No, not, about, not can. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine that. I mean, he uses our house as an example of why it was built the way it was built. This room was used for... Had this purpose. And this room had that purpose. And this is the why it was built this way. And it's really interesting. Unfortunately, not all the drivers do that. But, you know, we get used to hearing him say that. But it's nice to be reminded by a guest that, wow, that's really cool. He's talking about your house. They'd say, yeah, he is. <laughs> and you have the pleasure of staying here. Yeah. Don't you feel like you should be giving us more money? Keep the entrepreneurial <laughs> Dubox spirit going. You, you better know? believe it. Well, it's, uh, speaking, speaking of that, hopefully, now we've had people download this podcast from, uh, from France and from Canada and from... Uh, the Russian Federation and Bangladesh along the way. So if we have someone uh, who has uh, joined us for this and is thinking about, well, I'd like to come to Hannibal and maybe I'd like to stay at a bed and breakfast, uh, sell, 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 sell us on the Dubak Inn <laughs> as far as a place to come because uh, people have choices in Hannibal when it comes to places to stay and bed and breakfast. Yeah, so so why should they come see you? Well, we're obviously friendly. Oh, I yeah. Mean, that goes without saying. <laughs> That's really our favorite part of being innkeepers. You know, cleaning toilets after people leave, not so much fun. But uh, visiting yeah. with you and, and getting to know you a little bit is, is the best part. Uh, we do a fabulous breakfast every morning. We, we even bring coffee service and leave it outside your door in the mm. morning if you're coffee or tea drinkers. Yeah, nice, huh? And I can vouch for Christine's food. It's ridiculously amazing. Thank you. All right. So good. A lot of women have said they love me. Yeah. When I tell them I'm going to bring them coffee in the morning. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Steve, I love you. Do they look? Do they look at their own significant other accusingly? Like, why don't you bring me coffee in the morning? Oh, we hear that at breakfast. Yeah, (laughs) you never cook like. Yeah, but then we hear the husband say, "Yeah, you're not going to cook like this for me tomorrow, are you?" (laughs) But the other great thing about our place is it's a great location. We're just three blocks up from Main Street, so it's a. You can park at our place and walk to pretty much everything, except for the cave. That would pretty much be the only Mm, thing. No, there's no accommodations right out by the cave. So nope. Everything's easily accessible where we live. Yeah, we 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 have talked to so many a, a number of people who have who have come to live here, and that's one of the things they talk about is that their work and their place of mm-hmm. residence and everything is right here. Yep. Yeah, you don't have to go find mass transit or of any kind no. to get from one place to another. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we adjusted to small town life a lot quicker than we thought we would. <laughs> so, what was the population of your? Tacoma is about 240,000, but, you know, it's in such a 
big metropolis that it's just city after city after city, so it seems a lot bigger than that. Now you get into the metropolitan area kind yeah. of a thing, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it just goes on forever. Yeah. And to try to get from one place to another, forget about right. it. Right. When we go home to visit, which is a couple of times a year, we forget how long it's going to take just to get from, you know, our son's house to another friend's house. It should only, like in Hannibal, it would take four minutes, but there it takes 15 or 20 because of traffic and lights and... We don't miss that part at all. We certainly miss our family, but we don't miss that part. Yeah. You you forget pretty quickly once you move to some place like Hannibal. You can say, I'll be there in five minutes, meaning mm-hmm. it's five yeah. miles away right. because right. it's interchangeable. Mm-hmm. It's not like that most places, yeah. actually. Yeah. I, I have found, of course, we, we do a, a, I do a radio show uh, in the morning where I have guests come in, and it's, once in a while it will seem like, uh, however long they think it's going to take them to get here so they get here in time to be on the radio is in reverse proportion to the speed of the people that are in front of them, uh, whether or stoplights or, or anything like that. But as, as Megan said, you can, you can figure it to the point where you know it's going to take you this long to get here mm-hmm. un- unless you run into something like that or like, like Megan does when the weather's good, she just walks. Right uh, now, she won't be able to do that once they get the the, the her new day job place yeah. built because it's way down the street. Yeah, way down. It's like another six blocks or so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like way down, meaning I think maybe three quarters of a mile. Well, yeah, we're but, not. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's not across town, but it's no. yeah, it's a little tougher walk unless yes. we get her a Segway or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want to see that, Megan. <laughs> You're not going to. <laughs> you can. Yeah, we walked almost yeah, almost every time we have to go down to Main Street, or want to go down to Main Street, I should say, we walk, if the weather's conducive. You can walk everywhere, the yeah. bank, the movies, yeah. the city yeah. hall. Yeah, we walk to the movies Post all office. the time. Right. Sure, yeah. But but you didn't, the rest of the family still still back in Washington. Didn't, didn't yeah. get them, didn't draw them here. No, our son came out for about eight months in late 08 to early 09, and then um, he got engaged, so uh. he went back to our wonderful daughter-in-law and granddaughter now and our daughter did move out here in 2011 and she stayed for about three years it wasn't her cup of tea as far you know when you're younger small towns are different when you're young uh, as to you know a lot of difference between when you're older but she so she went back and went back to school so our whole family's out there yeah which is hard yeah yeah, that, that that's a tough thing, but uh, but you, as far as you guys, you're you're loving it here. Yeah, we like yes, it here a lot. We like living here. We like living here. We have a lot of friends. There's a like you said earlier. There's a lot of interesting, interesting people. People in are Canada. friendly here. People are friendly here. You yeah, know, in the big city, people just walk by, but here, people stop and talk to you. I remember when we first moved here, I'm out trying to work in my yard, and people just kept stopping, <laughs> <laughs> leaning on the fence, hey, what, what's your name, where are you from, what are you, you know, I'm like, what? <laughs> Why do you care? Get off my lawn. <laughs> get, 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 get off my lawn. <laughs> That's right. That's true. So it's just, it's different. We sit on the front porch as much as we can in the spring and summer, and you know, when cars drive by, they always wave. And I'm like, do we know them? <laughs> no. And we used to think, we must know them. We just don't recognize them. But now we just realize people just wave because they see you sitting on your porch. So they wave at you. 
Yeah. It's very friendly. Yeah, I, I, I have kind of run into that over the years, of course, being in a, in a medium where people will hear you but not necessarily see you along right. the way. Uh, there was another community that I was a part of, smaller than this one, uh, where they, it was, you know, people would see me around enough to where they, they knew who I was uh, by on site. Uh, but of course I had no idea because they only, they only knew me because they had listened to the radio and I, my, my, my sons were, were younger at the time and we'd be in the town just kind of working our way around doing our business or whatever. And somebody would walk up and strike up a conversation and it'd be five or 10 minutes about this, that, or the other. And they'd walk away and, and the kids would look at me and say, who was that? Dad, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the foggiest notion. So I, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, more more interesting people I, you know and well and and two being from from outside of the area um do you find that more people um uh are they fa- are people fascinated by your story when they stay and like oh you know yeah. how'd you end up i mean i'm sure you probably tell the story about mm, once a day breakfast probably oh, uh, pretty much. <laughs> do you they have really them on recording do. yet like, no we've talked just... about yeah Watch the video. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Introductory video. To- yeah, because again, it, it's, and most people are, th- are fascinated by the fact that we did that at, at later in life, that we moved, you know, moved here, ran away from home, as I always say. <laughs> or Steve always says we took a wrong turn when they say, how did you get to handle it? <laughs> <laughs> took a wrong 32-hour yeah. turn. you got to yeah. change the story once in a while. It gets... That's right. you got to change it up every so often. That's right. Because I think a lot of people do have you know, a dream, so to speak, or something that they would like to do in their life. But for many reasons, you don't. You know, there's many sensible reasons for not doing it. Um, (laughs) So they live vicariously through the fact that we did it. There you go. Yes. Ah, what a what a story! Another another story! Another podcast! Another story! Well, and I think that the fun thing is, I mean, you could really go off topic, and and I mean, I'm you you probably have you know tales of B and B survivor. Um, I can't imagine now that you've operated for for so many years. years yeah. I I can't imagine and probably don't even want to get into <laughs> some of the people that you've met and the things you've seen. I'm, I'm sure it's mostly great. Oh, it, it is. is mostly great. Yes, ninety five percent or more is is great. Is good. Maybe right. not great, but good. Which is always good to hear because, you know, sometimes when you work with the public, you think, I'm pretty sure a majority of people are awful. Yeah. So it's really right. good to hear that people I, will stay in your house and you say like 95% of them are yeah. okay. Well, and I think the difference okay. is because there is other types of lodging now that isn't as personalized. And I think that is the difference. We get to know our guests. They get to know us. If they don't want to chat, they don't have to. We feel sure. people out if they don't want to want to chat. We certainly don't force them into having a conversation with us. But most people want to, and that's what makes it different. Is that it's on a more personal level, and um, there's personalized service because we live on site. So if you need anything, we can get You'd it for you. You'd be surprised how many people would invite us to come stay at their house. Mm-hmm. And we just met them. We just had some people the other day yep. that did. They live in. Uh, it just amazed me when that first started happening they live in minnesota well, if you're down in arkansas just stop by you can stay with us yeah okay we've been invited many times to stay 
with people. So you can become nomads now after 11 years. Yeah. You can successfully yeah. just randomly show up at your former guest's home. Get, and... Times get tough. <laughs> get, get that Winnebago and just uh, just start traveling around. Yeah, get a P.O. box for an address and just start staying with people that have stayed with you. Yeah, Not around. in a Cousin Eddie way. Just we like can start in our a... own podcast and talk about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, now wait a minute. <laughs> your son would approve. Yeah, our son would approve. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Oh, and if 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 we have peaked interest, if somebody is within earshot and we've peaked interest, and they would like, say, hey, I'd like to check that out. I'm sure you have places where people can go online to find out more about you guys. Yep, our website is dubachin.com. D is in David. U B is in boy. A C H I N N dot com. That is the place to go to find out more about what's going on. Ah, we have done it again. We have found more interesting people to to uh, take a perfectly good half hour and just <laughs> and i think i think sometime we're gonna have to have like maybe episode like 84 or something we can we mm. can have crazy b&b guests from have a, have a b&b panel remember, here for remember, sure have us back from episode we'll have some stories. <laughs> double stories for sure you know it's gotta be it's, it's gotta, oh yeah gotta, it's gotta be interesting people uh, are fun uh-huh. people, yes they are people most, are people most definitely ah. <laughs> well thanks so much for coming in and telling us your story and like we like we always talk about on this podcast there are just really interesting people in hannibal and apparently people that don't mind stopping to get to know you even if it means leaning over strangers fences and asking where they're from i i can't imagine doing it but hey you know thanks for having us it was fun (laughs) yes steve and christine russell with us from the dubach inn bed and breakfast in hannibal on millionaire's row on millionaire's row on the trolley tour which is obviously (laughs) i think we've done just about all damage we can do for episode 30 Three. Yeah. 33. The official episode 33 exactly. of the Rivertown Review Podcast. Again, if you have suggestions, comments, people we need to have on here, uh, rivertownreview at gmail.com. If you haven't already given a review and given us our five stars on the listening platform yes. of your choice, please, please do that. Please do that. Yes, we appreciate the downloads. We we're up over 1,100 last I saw which, you know, for us is wonderful. I mean, by, you know, people that really know about this stuff, they go, is that all? But for us, hey, that's that's 1,100 more than we've, than we've ever had before. Us and our research team and editorial staff <laughs> and producers and managers right. think differently. Yeah. They all love this podcast. That, that uh, <laughs> spend all the hours and hours of preparation that we put in. That's a whole other story. You know, people complimenting us on how much preparation we do for these podcasts. Yeah, I can see all of Megan's notes yeah. and oh, yeah, yeah. all the research she oh, did. Christine yeah. pulled behind. She pulled the curtain pulled back. Pulled the curtain back and oh. now now everybody knows our rep is our rep is ruined. <laughs> That's right. Thank you for joining us. I'm Harold Smith. And I'm Megan Rapp. And we thank you for joining us for episode 33 of the Rivertown Review Podcast. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for Rivertown Review, the podcast. For more information on all things Hannibal, visit our website, rivertownreview.com. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, please email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com. And be sure and join Megan and Harold next time for Rivertown Review, the podcast.